<clears throat> hey friends, it's me, Dustin. Uh, just spending a little bit of quality time with my current favorite favorite bourbon, the Woodford Reserve Double Oak. I uh, wanted to let you know that this episode does have uh, some weird audio. Uh, we made some mistakes on on that, and we apologize. You know, we're just a couple of uh, imperfect guys, and uh, we messed up the audio. We hope you can forgive us. Uh, we won't do it again. Uh, until we do. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome, welcome to, to another episode of Burbs. I'm Dustin. I'm Jordan. And today I have the luxury of providing uh, the bourbon, the whiskey, if you will. Um, so it's not bourbon. Well, bourbon is whiskey. Now you're me off. I might be throwing you off. So the way this works, if you don't know, is one of us brings a bourbon to the to the table. We then unveil that, just like we do in our monthly club meetings. It's a show and tell. And then we educate each other on that bourbon. And we also get to taste it. We talk to you a little bit about it. And bada boom, bada bing, you're smarter. You know more about that bourbon and that distillery. And so does this guy. Yeah, or this guy. So let's jump right into this one. And before I even reveal it, I just want to tell you a few things about it, okay? <laughs> founded, founded in 1936. That, that's, that's old. That's the distillery? Yes. Okay. No, the human being. Yeah, no, yes, the distillery. Post-prohibition. Three years after prohibition. Yeah. So prohibition ends, boom. These guys are like, let's get it. I don't know if they were doing uh, any moonshining uh, or not during the Prohibition. But on St. Patrick's Day, 1937, they placed their first barrel in Storage Warehouse A. So I, th- I think that's cool, right? Like, Could you imagine, like, you and I have talked about this. What does it take to start a bourbon distillery? I mean, the whole thing about bourbon is that... It, it's aged. Right. And so the longer it's aged, the more it's worth. And so if you make a bourbon and you turn around and sell it the next day, and you can make moonshine in hours. Yeah. You know, it depends on your mash bill or everything, but you can make that fast. You can't, I mean, you can do that with bourbon. I mean, literally, it only has to go into that barrel for one second and you can take it right out. But you're not going to make money. Right. And so how do you do it? So they, they, in 1937, they put their first barrel into Warehouse A. I just, it, it, we own a company together, and if we couldn't make, hey, in two years we're going to make money. <laughs> You'd look at me like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Well, that feels like that sometimes. And so here's, so this is what I got to tell you. So this family has been in the bourbon world for, it seems like forever here in America. So in 1883, mm-hmm. even before they launched their own brewery and everything, and I and I only I only give you this name because it's such a great name, and I wanted okay. to say it out loud okay. with my mouth full. In 1883, Aloysius Lambert was born and worked in the bourbon industry starting at 15. Okay. First job, probably. Yeah. Gotten into burbs. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But Alo- his name is Aloysius Lambert. Do you know what his last name is? A-L... No. Well, give me a drum roll, please. For the... Predecessor oh of Aloysius Lambert, Willet. Willet. Uh, Should have known. Okay. Now, 
Let's get into it, all right? That's, that's the Willet. That's a fancy looking bottle. Isn't it cool? And we're going to talk about that. Okay. Okay. But let's just start with the fact that uh, they started this thing in 1937. The Willet family started this thing in 1937, this distillery, and they started making bourbon. Uh, in 1940, they introduced Old Bardstown, that brand. Mm-hmm. I'd have never had it. Have you? I have not. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it as well, but I've never had it. So they introduced that. And then in the 1960s, they created Johnny Drum. Have you ever seen that? No. Do you know why you've never seen that? And they it still exists today. It's only available somewhere else. California. California. They made it specifically for California. Um, but they created and uh, and. They also filled in that same year, in the sixties, in that decade, they also filled their hundredth, hundred thousandth barrel. Okay, so thirty years from barrel one. That's crazy, right? Two hundred thousand. That's that's how they make money. I guess you have another job for those first couple of years, and then you come back to it. Um, I think a lot of these people too, uh, back in the day, had uh, they were farmers, you know, because they they would use the grains and stuff in their own farm, so it made sense. Um, so that was in the 60s. In 1964, they received the gold medal for Old Bardstown at the Kentucky State Fair. <laughs> State you, Fair. That's right. And, and let me tell you something. The funnel cake came in second. It did? It, or the elephant made out of butter? Oh, yeah. of butter. <laughs> so that was in 1964. Then in the 1990s, they, uh, they, made, they started to make Rowan's Creek, Noah's Mill, Kentucky Vintage. Oh, Noah's and... Mill. We got some Noah's Mill. Yes, we do. Have some Noah's milk. Put that back. It's terrible. <laughs> no, it's unique. It's just different. Yeah. We'll have to do an episode on Noah's milk. We will have to. But Kentucky <laughs> Vintage and then Pure Kentucky Bourbon. So then that that's they, they released all of those in the 90s. So they okay. they obviously were doing well enough to they, they and they they saw the potential of the brand and branding different things. In 2008, they introduced the Willett Family Estate and Willett Family Estate Rye, as well as this. Pot still reserve. Now, this thing is weird looking, and you already mentioned that it's an interesting looking bottle. This thing, the bottle is designed after the original still, the copper still. Makes sense. So that's why, yeah, that's why they did this. And obviously, I mean, if you know, if you go buy bourbon, which we do, this thing stands out. I mean, you see this thing though, I want to try it. I I didn't know anything about bourbon, and I'd seen these a bunch of times, and I thought, what a kind of looks like a genie in the bottle or something so what makes it a pot still what do you mean you said it's the pot still bourbon is it just because it's in this bottle uh no it's uh prop yeah i don't oh i don't know (laughs) i should have got that information probably (laughs) well i think it's because these i think these are i probably did did get it i just don't remember but i think that this is uh the still that this comes out of is the uh copper pot still it comes out of that other, and I think a lot of theirs actually now come out of that, out of their copper still. Um, so, in 2014, they released uh, Willet Exploratory Cask Finish Whiskey. So that's out there in the wild. It's exploratory, and they're trying trying new and different things. So they've been distilling uh, since 1841, but they launched, you know, the Willet family sort of brand a little bit later. So let's get into it. Uh, I'm going to let you pour yours first and uncork it for you. Get your pour. You did a better job cleaning these than last time. Last time yours was clean and mine was filthy. So I appreciate that you, <laughs> you did said I cleaned yours last time. You, oh, maybe you didn't. I don't know. I thought you did. 
Cherries? Yeah, what do you smell? What's on the nose? I feel cherries for sure. You feel cherries? Yeah. <laughs> I feel it in my heart. I don't think you're supposed to feel it. <laughs> what do you got? Did you actually research this? Yes, I've got it all. Talk out of your I, hole? That's not nice. It smells like bourbon. <laughs> I can I get a bur- I get bourbon notes. That's sophisticated. It's like an ashy. Or maybe it's like alcohol. Yeah, I mean that's this is that's all ever. I always pretend. I, it, it all smells the same to me. It doesn't all taste the same to me. I don't think it all smells the same. I get cherry. I, I get the, the I just, alcohol. Smell. I just don't get it. Okay. Well, first of all, let's let me tell you this is forty-seven proof. Okay. I mean, it's forty-seven percent alcohol, ninety-four proof. <laughs> I was gonna say okay. forty-seven. That's not a lot. Sounds pretty low. It's oh yeah, small batch in a copper still. Okay. See, I wrote that down in my notes. Yeah. Uh, the nose should be vanilla, oh, lemon, and cake. I get lemon. I don't get cake. I don't get any of that. Or vanilla. I probably get vanilla more even just because it smells sweet. So the mash bill on this, it was said that it was unreported, but then I found it. Oh. Yeah. Who reported so it? I can't say. It. I have I have my own sources, so I'm not going to throw them under the bus. Um, it's 65% corn, 20% wheat, and 15% malted barley. Okay. Wheat. It's, it's a wheated. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So let's taste it. Because just looking at you staring at the bottle is not an interesting video or audio. I was reading the bottle. Thank you. I thought I might have more interesting things to say than what you had. Definitely not. No. Wow. It burns. I don't. I don't feel burn at all. Yeah. I thought it was really smooth. It's not. It's almost oily and on your palate. Oh wow, cake! You got cake, big time. Really? And that's not even. That's not even. No, you know what I got? No, it wasn't cake. Citrus. That's what I got. And you're supposed to. I really got that just now. That feels like like vanilla on. The okay. Fish. Yeah, caramel, vanilla, spices, and citrus is what you're supposed to be. And I caught that citrus. Oh, what wait, I just tasted. I'm tasted? getting um like a like a aftertaste of kind of cakey the citrus that i got was like the smell when you rip an orange when you tear the skin off an orange Mm -hmm. that's exactly what i just tasted big time i got it again wow holy cow (laughs) no it's just crazy because like a lot of times i pretend like it tastes like they say it's supposed to taste but i really get it Nice. I'm getting good. So the MSRP on this, uh, it's 48 bucks. I think we paid more than that. Definitely paid more than that. That's because we're not in Kentucky. This stuff was everywhere when I was in Louisville. Yeah. Um, harder, maybe harder to get in the suburbs. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just really, really interesting uh, history. You can go to the Willet Distiller, just like most places, and you can tour it. Uh, but they've just they've they've actually redone. The, the entire, like, all the acreages, like, they redid everything. And so it's pretty, pretty fine and nice now. Uh, they have, a, like, a sister uh, restaurant, too, I believe. Um, 
that's on property or or on another property. I don't know. I, I read a lot. I promise. I really did. I believe you. I, 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 and, and their website's fantastic. fantastic. They don't really do anything techy mm-hmm. um, that I could find, but their website uh, is really well done. And the, I love Ooh. the way that the history's done. I got that orange little you get citrusy it? note. Yeah, on the top of your, on the roof of your mouth in the back? Right here. On the front. Yeah. Like where my tongue hits the back of my teeth. Hmm. That was good. Well, um, oh, yeah. I just got you right there. <laughs> I really did. Um, so uh, they, uh, they've just done a great job at, at revamping. And they, they had done a kind of a rebuild recently. Or a, I don't know what it's called. But not a rebuild, but they, they just, no, they just redid the whole property. You know, and the distillery and the original. Had a do-over. <laughs> And, oh, that'd be a fun name for a, a liquor brand or beer brand do over. Do over. Yeah, because like sometimes you make bad decisions. Yeah. You know. Uh, the first time I ever had this was uh, our friend. Can you stop pushing it forward. They can't. It's not in focus. I will fight you, dude. Um, Pete had it at uh, our at our old shop. Our neighbor Pete. He's a, a, a guitar maker, maker and <laughs> fixer, and he owns this great company called Driftwood. And he when we finished his brand he bought a bottle of this and then he and i and his staff had some and you had to go home so you didn't have any yeah but i had some it was good um any questions or anything no what do you mean i I would buy it i think the bottle speaks for itself i the the wax uh ring right here is quite beautiful oh Um, yeah the bottle just stand alone i mean it's it's one of those one of those things that you buy to put on the shelf Mm mm-hmm just because it's a conversation piece. Yep. But it, it's good, too. I like it. Um, I like it quite a bit. And it's not going to be my go-to, probably, just because I definitely think you're right. You have this on the shelf because the bottle looks so cool, and you can let people try it. Um, it's good, but I think that they rest a lot on this, the history and the story and the lore with this because of the way the bottle shaped and coming out of the original you know copper still you know that kind of stuff so i think there's a lot of history there it's a story it's a story for sure it's a five dollar story a lot of these other uh brands don't take as much care to to do that but i I do think it's cool and they've been doing it for so long that you know at some point wow i really get that now the citrus yeah it took a while orange now now i can't not taste Mm -hmm. it I'm with you. I think it's great. I mean, I'd buy it for MSRP for sure. I would too. Cool. Well, hey, next, I don't. We don't know what we're gonna give away from Will yet, but we do. We have gotten in some of the goodies, so make sure uh, to check back in our next episode. We're gonna show you guys some of the stuff we're giving away if you leave a comment on previous episode. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll see you next week on the Burps. Good one. All right. Cheers. Let's stop, please. So you go back up. Push back up.